You're listening to The Jewish Truth Bomb with Lenny Goldberg. This is Lenny Goldberg. A massacre has been perpetrated against the Jewish people of a magnitude we haven't seen since the Holocaust. We were shocked by the murder of the Fogel family. This is the Fogel family murder a hundred times over. What has to be understood is this isn't a war against the Hamas. And if we define it that way, then we can't win. It's a war against Islam. It's not the Hamas that has to be wiped out. Gaza has to be obliterated. Gaza has now become a symbol of the victory of Allah in the Arab world. Gaza is an Islamic state that we helped establish. And the Arab world, they saw the Jewish people slaughtered and captured and humiliated. There's no greater Chilul Hashem than that, that the people of God are sheep to the slaughter. And the only tikkun for that, the only way, the only way to fix that is by turning Gaza into a dust bowl. The Muslims have to see that. They have to see that this is what happens when you hurt a Jew. Destroying the Hamas doesn't mean anything. You think that the Hamas has some official membership? What do you mean Hamas? They have uniforms? All the Arabs are Hamas. As a matter of fact, in 2006, after the Jews abandoned Gush Katif, the Arabs had elections in Gaza. And they, the citizens of Gaza, they voted in the Hamas democratically. So I don't want to hear about the innocent civilians there. And that's all I hear about, even from our own people, that we have to notify the civilians before we bomb Gaza so they can escape, and then we'll bomb them. What are you talking about? This is a war against a collective enemy. There are no innocents in war. Gaza has to become Dresden. When Allied bombers firebomb Dresden to smithereens, were they just killing SS troops? No, it was a war against the German people as a whole. All the more so when we're talking about the Arabs of Gaza. The Arabs of Gaza is the closest thing to Amalek you'll ever see, where all men, women and children are mobilized in their holy war against the God of Israel. If there ever was a whole population that was committed to murdering Jews, it's the Arabs of Gaza. So Gaza can no longer remain this symbol of Arab victory, which is what it is in the Arab world today. They're big heroes. So we have to level it and turn it into a symbol, into a symbol of what happens when you mess with Jews. This is gonna, this is what happens to you when you hurt God's chosen people. The whole world has to see Gaza destroyed with its children walking around with no water and no food. That has to become the picture on CNN and Fox News. That's what people have to see. And Jews, in a very sick way, they somehow like to flaunt our victimization, how Jews are getting massacred. You see, world? You see how bad they are and evil they are and how good and innocent we are? Because it's true, a massacre like this, it'll get your world sympathy. Poor Jews. We don't want sympathy. We want respect. And we want the nations to respect and fear us. We want to bomb Gaza to kingdom come and let the world see it. Us Jews are supposed to be a light unto the nations, not a victim. 
And we'll be a light unto the nations if we destroy the Islamic State of Gaza because we'll be showing the world this is what you do to radical Islam. After all, there's a worldwide problem of radical Islam. It's not just in Israel. It's bad in Europe. It's bad in America. They're taking over. Okay, so we Jews, the chosen people, let us show you how to deal with it. We'll be the light unto the nations. We'll show you the way. And the world will get upset. CNN will show the wreckage in Gaza and the dead Arab babies. Yeah. Even Fox News will eventually turn on us and condemn us. I mean, in the meantime, they love us and they justify any Israeli response. But really, it's up to a certain point. Because eventually, when we do what we really have to do, when we wipe out Gaza, Halavai, Fox will turn on us too. But you know, the average good American, he's definitely rooting for us to turn Gaza into a dust bowl because he's sick of the Islamic takeover of Europe and America as much as we are. And you know, the average patriotic good American Gentile, he'll applaud it. It'll be a Kiddush Hashem on all levels because we're going to be serving God's purpose in this world by being a light unto the nations and showing the world how to deal with these animals. We can show the world true Jewish ethics, how to burn out the evil from thy midst, as the Bible says. We're the people of the book, and we'll show you what the book says. What King David says in Psalms, in Psalms 18, I will pursue my enemies and overtake them. And I'm not going to return until I wipe them all out. And I will crush them so they won't be able to rise. I will beat them into dust before the wind. I'll throw them away like dirt in the streets. So yeah, David is also talking about making the enemy into a dust bowl. That's what we have to do to Gaza. That's what the Bible wants. That's what the world needs. And so if the goal is to wipe out the Hamas, that's just not going to cut it. This massacre, it's unprecedented in scope, but it's not really a chidush as far as the Arab is concerned. They've done this to this. They've done this over and over again in our history. The slaughters of Jews by Arabs from 1936 to 1938, when they slaughtered over 500 Jews. The massacre in Tarpat, 1929, in Hebron, where they tore Jews from limb to limb and raped the women. That's the face of Yishmael. The only difference now is that you can see it on Instagram. In the comfort of your living room. You couldn't do, you couldn't do that in 1929. But it was always there. So this is a cruel enemy. As the Bible says about Yishmael, and he will be like a wild man. His hand against everybody and everybody's against his. And the word the Bible uses, para adam, a wild man. Now usually in Hebrew, the noun comes before the adjective. It should be Adam Prai, a wild man. It's not like English where the adjective comes before the verb. But in this case, it's like the English. Para Adam. Para means wild. Adam means man. And that's, why is it worded that way? Because he's a para. That's the noun. That's his essence. Wild. That's the adjective. Para, wild. That's what he is. So the Bible knew of the savagery of Ishmael. Rabbi Kahan wrote a book called 40 Years, many years ago we wrote this, and he warns us in this book that if we don't take the steps that we have to take, 
One of them is driving out the Arabs. If we don't drive out the Arabs, there will be great tragedy. And he says that we will endure a Holocaust more horrible than anything we have yet endured. And you can say, more horrible than the Holocaust? What could be worse than the Holocaust? Well, there is something worse. It's called Galut Yishmael. It's true that there will never be a third exile. That's true. But many Jewish sources speak about something called Galut Yishmael. That after, that in the times of redemption, redemption, the final stage, there'll be a painful, painful Galut Yishmael. That is, if the redemption, if the redemption comes in a painful, suffering kind of way, in, a, in the long way, Israel will suffer this Galut exile. We won't be in the exile, but Ishmael will take over for a certain amount of time. And that will be worse than the Holocaust because, you know, the Germans kill Jews efficiently. They're Masudar, you know? But Ishmael, he's a wild man. He, taught, he tortures his victims. He likes the blood. He enjoys it. You can see, you can see that now for yourself. The holy commentator, the Orachayim, who lived with them in the episode of the Ir Nidachat in Deuteronomy, he writes there how the Arabs have an appetite for spilling blood. They enjoy it. So yeah, when Rabbi Kahana warns us that if we don't drive out the Arabs, we'll endure something worse than a Holocaust, that's because the Arabs, they kill you slowly with knives and axes. But it's all needless tragedy. It doesn't have to happen. We don't have to suffer. We can bring the great and glorious redemption swiftly and majestically and spare the terrible suffering and needless agonies. And now we stand at the crossroads with one direction, that of life and redemption and the other path of death, tragedy and holocaust. And the first step to glory and a swift redemption is bombing Gaza to smithereens. Because El Nekamot Hashem, God is a God of vengeance. Because the entire world is watching and waiting to see what we're going to do. This could become a Kiddush Hashem of global proportions. But if our goal is just to wipe out the Hamas and achieve yet another ceasefire, well, then those Ishmaelite knives are getting closer, God forbid. I want to relate to the question everyone's asking, you know, who's to blame? And I'm not here to start blaming people. All I'm saying is that um, how can you not detect 15 vehicles penetrating different parts of your security fence? How could that go unnoticed? Because that's the problem. Once they're inside, there isn't much you can do. You have that vermin, those cockroaches running around. There's a lot, there's a lot less options you have. But how do they have five to six hours to massacre Jews without any hindrance? Even the Arabs couldn't believe how easy it is. And I'm not going to get in any other into the uh, conspiracy theories that my colleagues are getting into. I'll just say this. We're not in war mode, okay? There's no urgency, and there has been for a long time. The Jewish leadership looks at the problem with the Arabs in Gaza and with the Hamas as a, as a sikhsuch. It's a conflict. It's not a war. So they manage the enemy. What did Jonathan Pollard say all the time? We manage the enemy. We kick the can down the road. They want to wipe us out. And we're managing them because we have a total lack of understanding. 
we're just looking for a little more quiet. So we kick the can, manage them a little bit, and they're coming at us, and they're coming at us with a mentality of savagery, a Middle East savage kind of mentality. And we're into this, you know, Western democratic mindset. We let them grow, let them get stronger, as long as they're quiet. In the meantime, we stick our heads into the ground and we apply our Western mindset. I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about the leadership, the generals. They apply their, their Western mindset because they don't want war and they think the Arabs don't want war either. So what do they do? We keep giving them money. We let them work. It'll be okay. So Israel actually thought that the Hamas isn't interested in armed conflict, even though they knew they were training. They figured... No, we'll placate them with economic incentives. We'll maintain the relative calm. Kick the can. So Israel is busy granting them work permits, allowing, allowing the Gaza Arabs to enter Israel. As long as they're quiet, let them work. You see, that's the Western mindset, that you can buy people with money or by being nice to them. It's that mindset that made us lackadaisical to begin with. Do I think this government is going to do what they have to do? No, I'm not so naive, and I know Bibi. The minute he formed a coalition with Gantz and Lapid, instead of going with Avigdor Lieberman, who wanted to wipe out the Hamas, at least he was a little bit aligned to our thinking, the minute he went with those other guys, Lapid and Gantz, you know it's lost. Jews in, Jews in Israel have to know we can't depend on the IDF to protect us. We have to arm ourselves, every Jew at 22, preferably an M16. And we have to be ready to fight because what happened on Saturday over the Gaza border can happen anywhere in any place in Israel, in Yudav Shamron, in Tel Aviv. The cockroaches com could come out of the bottle at any time. We have to pray that our soldiers don't become cannon fodder. I have two sons, one of them is Menaza, as of, as of this moment. We have to hope they don't become cannon fodder where, where we refuse to air bomb the Gaza houses before we send the soldiers in. God gave us the ability to do it. Planes and tanks. We have this strong Jewish army and we don't use it. What's also disturbing is that America is getting so involved as if we need the American Navy, Marines, the American army to help us to fight the Hamas who don't even have tanks and airplanes. They have hang gliders and pickup trucks. You're telling me Sahal can't take care of that? So American involvement guarantees that we're not going to finish the job. They're the ones who are going to put the brakes on us. But you know something I realized? It's not just American pressure that we succumb to. That's not the reason we don't wipe out the Arabs and inflict collective punishment on them. It's not American pressure. As much as it is the generals themselves... They believe it's immoral. It's against their ethics to carpet bomb these Arabs. They don't want to kill innocents, so they'll never do it. They have perverted ethics, and they worry about the Arab civilians more than their own soldiers. The only way we can win this thing is we understand that this is a matter of Judaism against Islam. It's not the IDF versus the Hamas. It's not even the Jews versus the Arabs. It's the Torah versus the Quran. May God help us to blow this Islamic state Gaza into smithereens. 
The world is waiting. All eyes are upon us. What are the Jews going to do? Imagine that, that God gave us the weaponry and the means to do it. It's just our decision. That's the only thing that's missing. One decision. That's something we never could have said in the Galut of 2,000 years. It depends on us. May God give our leaders the wisdom and the courage to finally do the right thing.